podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strike! Tell me something I don't know, Ump. Well, unlike that nasty curveball, there aren't any surprises when you finance your next car with Carvana. You get real terms personalized for you right in your strike zone. Really? Steerai! How am I supposed to focus when you're telling me about Carvana? Well, Slugger, you gotta keep your eye on the ball. Just like you can keep an eye on your customized down and monthly car payments. I can customize those? He's out and on his way to finance his next car with Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Hello and welcome to week 22 of the Foot Weekly Podcast. Yeah, it's FIFA 22, it's week 22. And uh, yeah, delighted to welcome back a guest who has not been on for for a while actually, but a very familiar guest to many people. Uh, we'll do that in a second. First of all, of course, we have foot legend Air Japes FIFA. Hello, welcome. Thanks, Ben. Happy to be back for another pod and joined by a true legend of the scene as well <laughs> and talking about yeah brammers welcome to the pod <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's great uh i'll take it it's lovely to be here lovely to uh, be able to finally teach you guys some skills in fifa 22 yeah that's a good hint as to who's on but yeah brammers game critic and consultant of course people probably heard him on the pod before but as i said hasn't been on for a while good to have you back kazooie 94 hello Thank you, Ben. Likewise, been a little while, like you said, but I'm happy to be uh, on the pod again. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it, Ben. Yeah, certainly. And we're going to talk specifically about skill moves later on, but covering some other stuff first. And talking of skills and recent things that have come out, Neymar has been talked about a lot, the flashback Neymar, and I'd imagine he'd be someone you'll be trying. Have you tried him yet? Um, not yet, nor have I actually used this regular. So ah. if I had used him, I couldn't really give you like a proper like review if there's like a difference between him and his regular, but um, I have completed him and I'm actually about to try him like today. So mm. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I've seen mixed reviews on Twitter so far, also on YouTube, like that he's a bit clunky. And also some people say that he's really good. So yeah, mm. I'm not too sure, but I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. To try him out. So as I mentioned on the content podcast, I did try him for three, four, maybe five games in co-op. And uh, the person I was playing with had a dead eye on him, which is what I think a lot of people will put on him. And I was, I have to say, really, really impressed. I mean, I've used the base Neymar a fair bit. And although it was a, a week or two ago now that I used him, I did enjoy his base card, but I wasn't blown away by it, to be honest. But this one just did have that difference that I think many people weren't sure he would and I was quite impressed by particularly his power shots he's got decently higher shot power they came off really nicely and weirdly even though he's got four star weak foot I don't think his shooting on his weak foot will be massively worse because most people were putting Hunter on him uh, the base version and that didn't boost his shot power that much um, so it was relatively low whereas this one you could put a dead eye on get really nice shot power out of him and he'll take on very powerful shots with his left foot with his weaker foot even though he's got that four star weak foot I think he did actually, I think, feel maybe a bit better on the ball, even though his composure is lower. That high balance is really nice. Uh, I felt that in game. You do want to boost that passing. I think he was good with the dead eye because the dead eye boosts short passing a lot, but generally just actually way more impressed than I expected to be. I think we're playing at like 1900 or 2000 skill rating in the elite division, something like that. And he was still able to dance around defenders at that level. So I was really impressed. It was a lot of fun. And uh, the main thing is that he was fun. And therefore, you know, people, if they want to do him, I think shouldn't hold back. It was, it was great. Uh, Brammers, I know, because you mentioned it on the content pod, you'd used him as well. Yeah, I used him in um, 
playoffs and um, won five games in a row with him. I started trying him at uh, striker in the first game um, where I usually would have had uh, Ginola and um, he's obviously a very different player. I, I couldn't really get a tune out of him. So I dropped him into Cam and I had the good fortune to get prime Thierry Henry from the middle prime pack last week. Mm. Um, so I put him up where I would normally have Ginola and um, he, as a, as a creator, like just behind the striker, he was fantastic for me. I haven't used his gold enormously this year. I've used it a little bit, but it, you know, to me, to uh, someone who is not like playing at the super highest level, he felt, he felt like Neymar. He looks like Neymar. He does Neymar's silly celebration. I really like, um, the way he feels in the game. And yeah, he scored three goals, got seven assists from Cam in five games mm. of foot champs. So like for me, you know, for for what is basically an 85 and 86 squad, even with inflated fodder prices, if you've got that kind of fodder lying around, you just want a fun card. I, I'm certainly uh, a big fan. The only thing obviously is that at this point, because of his very existence, the price of his gold is absolutely tanked. So you can yeah, get yeah. it for <laughs> incredibly cheap. So maybe just do that instead. But like, it's, a, yeah. it's, I guess whatever else it is, this is a great moment to have Neymar in your team, however you do it. Yeah. I, was, I wanted to say, actually, I wouldn't overlook basic as a chem style. I think it could work quite well for him, especially if you've got, say, a 4 4 or something, playing him left mid or right mid the sprint speed boost you get but also an all-round boost to all the attacking stats slightly i think is going to help quite a bit um but i'm sure people are fed up of hearing about flashback neymar at this point so we'll move on to talking about players more generally a couple of reviews and japes uh there was an interesting change you've done recently in terms of foot right so i did what i said i was going to do i stopped playing on playstation and started playing on xbox nice and so is there anyone you found particularly effective as you've gone back up through the divisions yeah, I, I think uh, one, I, I always go back to that informed Griezmann mm. who is, he just seems to like do the job, like mm. just, a, just a really fantastic player. And I hope that he gets a special card. The problem is that special card is going to be out of my price range. So I really don't know how that's going to play out for me. And I, all I do know is I'm going to be really, really sad about it. <laughs> I feel like if he's an inform, it might be all right because they are so cheap most of the time. Well, if it's an inform, it's fine. But it's when they boost yeah. him to like a four-star weak foot oh, and give yeah, him like yeah. real right upgrades because he hasn't gotten that up that card yet this year. And yeah, he's yeah. a big enough fan favorite. He's French. Let's be realistic. <laughs> that he's, he's due. Yeah, yeah. So it'll come. Uh, he's great. I've been using the either the Fire or Ice Korea. I can't oh, remember which one. Who is really, really good as well. That Future Stars Pedro Poro is fantastic. The right back. I believe he was mm -hmm. your pound for pound, Ben. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Pau Torres, the Winter Wild card, is a baby flashback PK. Not too dissimilar from that card at all. And he's like 20K. And then I think those are kind of like the stands out. And then I just use Gold Fede Valverde and Gold uh, Marcos Llorente. And they honestly do like a very acceptable job in the midfield. Hmm, interesting. And then let's come back to that in a second. And uh, we wanted to talk a bit about what you've been up to from a gameplay perspective there. But uh, Kazooie, is there anyone you would like to talk about that you have actually used that uh, has been good for you, people want to try? For the last like few months, I would say last two months or so, I've been using the Adidas version of Xiao Felix, who has mm. by far been my favorite player in the game. But due to some circumstances and some changes in my team, uh, some players that I packed, I had to kind of move away from uh, the La Liga. So I picked up Gabriel Jesus, the fire version, mm. whose ice version I had used in draft, which was really good, but only at four-star skills. So 
I, of course, went with the fire, which had five. And he's been absolutely insane so far, too. So I think I kind of prefer him over Felix now. Well, And um, he offers, of course, great links as well, being Brazilian to um, Moments Paqueta from Lyon, who has been a great player as well. Upgraded to five. Been in my team with uh, with flashback Neymar, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to try him out, too. Yeah, I don't see them very often, but both those ice and fire Jesus's really are a pain to play against uh, let's move on to what we were talking about earlier actually but let's expand on it a bit more perhaps you japed created this xbox account really to see what life was like on the other side on the xbox side um, but also to go through a bit of a rebuild if you like and work your way back through again try out different players see how things look from an upgrades perspective in terms of the personnel you can bring in and i was just wondering how it's been for you so far because it can be tricky once you reach that point where you need to spend more to upgrade your team yeah i think it's a it's a tricky one ben like what i found is there are a lot of cards in the sub like 20 30k range that seem like pretty easy to get a hold of hmm. and have like big impacts on your team like I, I would say like out like really pretty outstanding impacts on your team and those cards they're not like the easiest I guess thing in the world to get in but if you tossed on some FIFA points or you pack like a 85 rated 86 rated card like all of a sudden you can get one of those cards into your team like very very easily you know yeah the step up from that is like an entirely different story so I look at my team now and I'm trying to think like how can I I don't want to say like future proof but like division one proof this team Meaning mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to be playing against team of the year Neymar soon or not team of the year here Neymar flashback Neymar, of course, but team of the year Mbappe's and Messi's and all of these like ultra high rated cards with that highly committed players covet that have been, you know, grinding this game for the whole year. And how am I going to be able to, you know, get my team to a place where I can compete? And so I'm still going like, let's be clear. I'm still going to use a three, four, one, two mm. because that's the way that I have fun playing the game this year. So I feel good right now about the future stars like Pedro Poro. I use the uh, winter wild cards, Alex Moreno now as oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. left back. Who's quite good. He's very, very quick and agile feeling, but I still have like, a gold David Alaba, a gold Militao, and uh, uh, gosh, who am I using as my keeper? I can't remember. It's it's like no one of note. I haven't gone for an upgraded keeper yet. Valverde, I don't think is going to stand the test of time. Mm. I'm using gold Benzema, yeah. and like he probably needs to go. Like he's good, but he's going to need to go. But but my biggest focus right now is like how can I replace at least two of my three center backs, being Alaba, Militao, Pau Torres. I think could actually do the job. If he's in the middle of the park in Division One, I, I think he'll be all right. But Militao and Alaba, their base cards are not going to be good enough yeah. in the long run. And so for me, like the easy answer is I can drop 40-ish K on Team of the Year nominees Alaba and he will be good enough. That's mm. an easy, like simple upgrade for my team. Militao, do I think that Winter Wild Cards... Diego Carlos for 30k, 25k, 30k is going to be the way to go. Like mm. I can obviously get the winner wild cards um Morales in instead of Benzema. That'll improve the pace of my attack a bit. Yeah, that's true. But like I need to I need to sort out my three center backs sooner rather than later. Like I believe in my ability to score goals. It's going to get increasingly difficult, but if I can't stop 
like the Mbappes from just sort of running through my back line, it's going to be a problem when I get up to the top. So the first thing that I want to do is upgrade that back line. Now, the question becomes like, do you roll the dice? I mean, and it's not rolling the dice necessarily at 30K, but like, do you go that Diego Carlos route? Or do I try to save up a bit more and get like one of the either a fire and ice or a team of the year nominee like Jules Kunde for like 150k mm. or whatever he's say him, now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's that much more expensive, isn't he? I guess. Yeah, he's he's quite a bit more expensive. Like by enough that you're like, mm, that's yeah. that's like a handful of cards to get upgraded there. Mm. You know, there's that future stars like Brian Hill. I don't know how good mm. he's gonna be. Maybe he's an option. Like Frankie De Jong is a pretty big step up, for the most part. So I, I don't, I don't really know. And then that leaves you to like, okay, should I actually be prioritizing icons? Mm. Because now there are some icons that are getting very reasonably priced, and like very, like you can get a version of Marco Van Basten for like eighty k. Mm. You could get a version of Del Piero for like two hundred and fifty k, maybe. And so, like, as it comes to the attack, like, I had a lot of success and really, really loved the 90-rated Andrea Pirlo. I bet I could get him in for around 200K. But, like, is mm. that... Like, I don't know the next best use of coins for me. But I believe that the... Let me, let me double-check and make sure. The fire version of Correa is the one that I have. I believe that he's good enough to compete at the top. Yeah. I think I can compete with Griezmann. I know I can compete with Llorente. I got to sort out the back line. I need, I really want to get Ter Stegen in. Mm. So it's Valverde and another striker and my center backs are kind of like the priority. I don't know how I'm going to feel about distributing my coins amongst them. I was really hoping there would be some better like future stars from La Liga that would be on the cheaper side, not just your Pedri and Ferran Torres. And like, to be fair, they have the, I can't remember the left back's name, Miranda. They have Brian Hill. I was, you know, you're just hoping for something a little more. I could go out and get Chukweze, but that's a pretty big commitment. And you know, I don't really love doing objectives. So it's a, it's just an entirely different and feels like fairly, fairly like novel to me at this point situation of like, how do I maximize the coins that I have? Because I don't feel like, every position is kind of just like sorted mm. and there's nowhere to go. Right. Which yeah. is the fun part of ultimate team. Maybe you need a mascot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've spent right. 20k on a mascot as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. No, I think you're right. It is interesting. Like when you have that amount of coins in terms of there are these players for like 200k to 500k, which are big upgrades, probably uh, you look at someone like Jao Felix, actually, or and Jao Felix is like 500k. Yeah. Yeah. He's 400, 500. Well, it depends on Xbox playstation right is about 400 500k but you think with those coins as you say you could spend on your entire back line and make them really it really really good <laughs> so it is tricky to to balance it um but no that's interesting and it will certainly be interesting i think you were saying maybe it'll be nice playing on xbox because the caliber of team uh, you know you just maybe don't get the the constant stream of pros that you see on playstation but then I guess you're not quite at that point yet. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when you get to the like top end. Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot. There's that Mateus uh, Cunha card from Atletico, the Brazilian. Yeah, Matt loved him. And actually someone else nominated him for pound for pound, I think maybe at the same time. So yeah, so maybe maybe he's an option that I can figure out how to how to mm. fit him in. But he maybe yeah. maybe I like that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go out and see if I can't scrape enough coins because on Xbox, I think he's only like one. 
30, which means I bet like it's possible to pick up cards on like reasonable open bids on Xbox as well. Mm. Yeah, which yeah. feels nice. Take me back. <laughs> nice. PlayStation is not yeah. that way. But you're enjoying the Xbox uh, rebuild so far. Oh, very much so. Like uh, it's been it's been great. I mean, I'd love to get that winter wild cards Luka Modric in, but mm. like that card is amazing. He is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Progressing up, going through, it's been quite a bit of fun. Well, it reminds me of like this continuous thing that content creators used to do back in the day where, you, you know, Road to Division 1 was a big thing, right? People would just go from the bottom to the top, essentially building a team from scratch and then would start over and, and do it again um, once they got there. So, you know, the journey is the enjoyment, I suppose. Well, I just, there's a lot of cards that I've sort of like forgotten about, I suppose, yeah, like along yeah, the yeah. way that are now like entirely, like very reasonably priced. Yeah, yeah. And that's fun yeah yeah like it's giving me a reason to use a bunch of those cards like i, I considered even bringing in that hero uh alexander mostavoy who's like 20k yeah he's, he's like great. five star yeah. week but he's so cheap yeah, yeah. you know i'm i'm very much planning on trying the ones to watch thomas delaney mm. the uh danish center back from or not center back excuse me cdm from sevilla who is 86 rated goes for 23k and looks like he's got some really really spicy stats on him yeah it's fun. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, definitely do. And we should move on to Kazooie and talking to you about the tactics you're playing. For those who don't know, I'm sure everyone pretty much will. You're very much focused on skilling, being players 1v1. So have you found a particular formation that you feel works best for, for taking that approach? Me being Dutch, I've always fallen back on the 4-3-3 like every single year when mm. uh, the new game uh, launches. But um, this year I have been messing around mostly with the four triple two mm -hmm. because i noticed that having two strikers is just way better and just gives you much more options in front when you're like attacking mm. and um yeah it's it's been working out really well for me i'm still kind of like struggling with which players i should play in which position because the, um, the players on the on the white side of the pitch the, the two camps are usually the players i wouldn't say like the least but um like i'm i'm right now i'm in the position of having player of the month ronaldo ice or a fire version gabriel jesus regular mbappe and then uh flashback neymar so i'm still kind of like thinking of which players i should play where but um so far anyway it's been uh working wonders for me so far in uh, in weekend league and in uh, division rivals mm. and do you have uh this is something that is interesting i think do you have one of the strikers on comeback or do you have them both sort of stay forward and uh hold their position um my strikers are on get in behind i'm pretty mm. sure and um i usually don't really mess around with the tactics too much if i'm yeah. honest um like everything is on balanced apart from i think passing thing i think i have that on direct passing and that's it really mm. i don't really mess around with it too much so uh, you're 150 depth width and yeah they're all they're all on the, on the balance stuff all on the basic stuff yeah we'll talk more about sort of effective skill moves um in a bit but how have you found defending this year because it's obviously it's like a bit different with the fact that it's now manual jockeying and, and things like that have you found that you have an advantage one versus one because of that maybe people less comfortable with defending in a one versus one situation because of it yeah what i always like got really frustrated with over the last few years when a lot of people just tempted to hold a center mid and just let the AI do everything. Is that mm. this year, like you said, it's more on the kind of like, you actually need to be able to 
defend yourself and actually intercept tackles and stuff. And I still find it sometimes that when you like intercept the ball correctly, the ball just bounces back towards the striker and that gets really frustrating. But mm. uh, skill moves wise, it's, I would say, not really a big difference. Mm. But I'm also one of those players who adjusts really easily to like the way people defend. So yeah, it's maybe a dip, bit difficult for me to say right now because we're already a few months into the game or just a couple months, but I probably would have given you a better answer if it was like really close to um, to launch of the game. Yeah, yeah. But you're certainly not finding skill moves any less effective than you know, past years. Yeah, No, yeah. not really, no. There are a few ones, of course, which are better this year in comparison to last year. But yeah. Well, we'll talk yeah. about that in just a moment in the second half and we'll be answering your questions too. So I'll catch you in just a second. So as you might be aware, Foot Weekly is available twice a week when it's ready and everywhere in the world. That isn't the case though for every show. With services like Netflix, different shows are available in different regions and at different times too. And this is where NordVPN comes in. Their ultra-fast VPN service allows me to access content from over 59 countries by changing my virtual location with one click, meaning I can travel the world virtually and access shows that would normally be region locked. It's not just TV shows and films though. I've even used it on social media to access goal videos that would have been blocked otherwise. Also, more seriously, particularly if you're accessing any unsecured networks, maybe you're traveling in an airport or something like that, it can be huge for protecting you from any potential cyber threats. So if you'd like speed, security, and access to more content, then grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com FUT or use the code FOOT to get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. Right, that's the end of the break. Let's get back into the pod. So after the break, it's time to get into some gameplay questions. Cordus Hawk says, how much do you guys use the radar and how can I learn to use it better? Uh, let's go through, just give our thoughts on how we use it and hopefully that will help Cordus Hawk with his radar use. Uh, Brammers, do you want to start us off? Do you know what? I don't really use it a huge amount and that's because I'd use the co-op camera. So I've kind of always able to just look up and generally see. I guess mm. the times when I would use it would be probably when I'm trying to play out from the back and the balls with the keeper and I can't really see far enough up at the pitch to see whether my outside so like my outside midfielders are under are like are being marked or not um so I use it to just gauge the availability of long passes from playing out from the back situations I would say that's probably the main one mm-hmm. for me it's like long range radar because I can see like at least a third if not half of the pitch most of the time because of the co-op camera yeah i started using the co-op camera as well and have been using it less as a result um james what about you you, you play on telebroadcast don't you we talked about this before so i use the i like zoom all the way out and go as far over the pitch as i can mm. so like one of my camera angles is always zero one of them is always 20 i can't remember i can never rem- i do this every year on the pod ben i can never remember which one is which i need to just but all you like, need to know is it's high as possible and as zoomed out as possible yeah exactly so i use it very frequently when i play back to my keeper Mm. especially with like a three at the back oftentimes what will happen i like won't like or i'll be getting pressed and i can't really play a good pass forward with one of my outside bats especially because i have them on overlap sometimes they get stuck a little bit you play a driven ball back to your keeper and you glance down and you see how well you don't always play a driven ball back i don't want to make it seem like you do that every time like let's let's not be silly but it's an opportunity to like look up and especially with a keeper like Ter Stegen I can take a really good look around and see who's available Mm. 
and I, I look for the long pass. And I, I, even sometimes I do it if I play and I'm switching and I, I can't play from, say I'm using David Alaba as my left center back. If I can't play to my left mid or to my LCM with him, oftentimes I glance down very quickly to see if my right mid's option to play a crossfield ball because Alaba has the passing ability to make that pass. Mm. I've like trained myself to use it in very specific instances. Like it's become like a natural part of my like passing progression. If I don't have a simple pass, I might take a look up and see if I can make the the big cross field pass. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and in order to do that on telebroadcast, you have to glance down and see if your player is open. Fortunately, I play a formation that often means that my outside mid on the opposite side is is very open. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, what about you, Kazui? Where would you say you use it? I can't really add anything to what James just said because I also use telebroadcast and I'm in the exact same uh, kind of thing when I'm like put under pressure mm. and um, I can't like play the ball to my left uh, center taking mid or to my CDM. I always go for the big switch and especially this year with, I don't know, the passing animation being a bit different. It's just so satisfying as well to just see the ball mm. fly to the other side of the pitch. But um, I used it a, a bit more last year than this year. And that was mainly because I used a formation which allowed me to use my uh, fullbacks as like wingers almost. So I just look up on the radar and see like my fullback going um, going forward. And then I just basically did a LB Y pass to uh, to him and I would be in front of goal really. But um, yeah, it's, it's I think an underrated kind of feature this year. I have a few friends who never use the radar and I'm always, always telling them to like, check whether the goalkeeper comes out early so you can maybe chip them or that's a good point if yeah. someone is putting a lot of pressure on you um you can play the ball to the other side of the pitch or like jape said pass it back to your keeper and take a bit of time so yeah yeah, yeah it's uh, i think a really underrated uh, thing this year or at least in the game yeah in general and i'd say even though i play the co-op camera because i'm playing the 4-3-3 false nine formation it does mean if you're in the corner with your fullback in your own defensive third sometimes you can't quite see the two wingers. So it can be really helpful for yeah playing a lot pass over the top. And I'll often press R1 or RB when I have the ball with a fullback to bring uh, the left or right winger a bit closer, especially if I'm being pressed. And so if you press it and then you can see the player running forward away from the fullback, uh, then it's you know, you know that it's safe to play that pass over the top to them and, and they're going to pick it up. So it can be really helpful there. The other thing I would say I use it for actually is on goal kicks you will see the formation that your opponent's playing on the radar quite clearly that can obviously be really good in case there's you know someone playing a specific formation that you don't feel like your setup is going to handle very well or, or maybe they've changed tactic and are trying to catch you out in some way that can be pretty helpful to just keep checking uh, when those goal kick situations happen it doesn't really work at kickoff because the players take up an almost 442 shape regardless of what formation your opponent's playing so i wouldn't look at it then but definitely for goal kicks i think though on that shapes you've got to head off to a meeting so thank you very much for coming along as always interesting to hear about your your fresh start yeah pleasure to chat i'll be looking forward to keeping everyone posted with uh my new i guess uh, path to power on xbox yeah. <laughs> um and see how that goes I'm, I'm really hoping that i can somehow stream snipe uh Zway coming up here I, <laughs> like i told you i do this and have him just yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we'll see but a pleasure to chat uh, a lot of fun things to come and 
certainly enjoyed all this yeah. uh, tips and discussion during this pod. There we go. So Japes is off, but you can catch more of him on the content podcast, which is already out when you're listening to this. If you're a supporter, go check it out. If you're not and you fancy supporting, just search support for weekly. Nate, the foot accountant is on that one too. Right. Let's talk about skill moves then with Kazooie to left foot has a question for you he says as someone who normally tries to unlock a pack defense with quick passes and movement rather than skill moves which skill moves are the most effective to break through a defensive line both the elastical versions are mm. probably the best ones this year i would say i remember there was a year where you could like spam the elastico in like a full <laughs> oh, yeah, 60 yeah. degree circle and then they kind of added some um some error to the skill but I feel this year it's it's a really, really quick skill to just get past defenders when they're like right in front of you and they are about to like go for that interception. Um, of course, it comes down to you having the good enough players up front. Uh, you need to have at least a player with five-star skills. So you're kind of limited as there are probably people out there who rather just use players with, for example, five-star weak foot mm. than uh, five-star skills. So yeah, you need to be able to have the players in your team. Uh, but I would say that's probably the best skill out there this year, both the normal Elastico um, as well as the reverse Elastico. Yeah, yeah. Even on the edge of the box, for example, if there are like two defenders near you, you can just pull off the skill and just be in front of the, the goalkeeper easily. Yeah, I do think the Elastico is really good in terms of changing the angle. But what would you say for cutting inside from the wing? I know the ball roll scoop is a, a popular option. Yeah, I actually don't use that this year, the ball roll scoop. But I've seen it a lot, a lot of like used against me. But like in terms of cutting in, I'd, I would still say uh, the Elastico because it kind of makes you go to a different angle as well. Mm. So the one that I've recommended before is the lateral heel to heel. You know, if you have less skillful players, true three star skill is really yeah. good. But one I wanted to ask you about actually, I'm wondering whether you used it. And I've only used it a bit and keep forgetting it's a, a good skill. There are a few like that this year because I think there are quite a lot that are actually quite effective and people don't tend to use that many. So it, it can be quite unexpected for your opponent, which is quite nice. Whereas last year, there were so many skills people were using which were like glitchy, you know, you had the bridge and all that kind of stuff. This year, I think it's a little better in that sense that as someone who does skills, you can catch people out now. Yeah, it's more balanced, I would say. Yeah, the one that I was going to mention was very popular last year, the directional nutmeg, but not at a slight angle like people were doing it last year. Instead, you want to do it at a, a 90 degree angle, just straight to the left, straight to the right. And it's a really nice move for cutting in. Oh, the L1, R1, and then right stick, left, right. Yeah, left or right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good skill too. You can do it at almost any direction, really. Yeah, and I think it's three star or it's definitely... Uh, it might be actually two. Or maybe Might one, I don't know. Yeah, maybe actually, yeah. So that's really good. If you like, I've done it a few times with the fullback, you know, who has three-star skills. You just kind of yeah. nip inside. It, it's really nice. Yeah, the thing with that skill move is though, is that in comparison to last year's bridge, which almost gave you like an acceleration boost. Yeah. Uh, that skill you're on about is really slowing you down. So mm. it can be really uh, unpredictable, of course. But if you're like in a standstill position or if you're just jogging and you just want to, change direction quickly it's a it's a really good skill move indeed yeah it's also a nice one to learn for people not only can you do it with pretty much any player but it's also very easy to execute you just hold l1 and r1 or lb and rb with those held you just flick the right stick to the right 
or the right stick to the left, depending whether you want to go left or right. It just needs to be 90 degrees from the way that you're facing in either of those directions. So very straightforward. And uh, it's funny how you have these skills because that just people don't use because they were effective last year and aren't considered effective this year, but a slight variation. And actually it's quite good. Yeah, and the skilled bridge is also still really good. Yeah, you hold L2 and then double tap R1, right? Twice. Yeah, it's the one where he kind of does like a Rabona pass and then does a bridge animation. But I would say uh, those are probably like the two good ones this year. Also the, yeah. the four-touch roulette. Yeah, so actually that is well worth mentioning. Do you know what we're talking about, Brammers, by four-touch roulette, the new skill move? Which That one I don't... Is it... No, is the, I don't think I do, to be honest. So you know there's the Diong term where you flick the right stick backwards twice and you turn around on the spot. Yeah. And this is basically the same thing in terms of the buttons, but you hold LT, L2. Yeah. Um, and is a kind of a four touch animation that turns you around but in a larger turning circle than you would expect and actually if you receive the ball back to goal kazooie you can do that and then you'll sort of do this animation which turns you around to go towards the goal which is quite nice i think i think it can work yeah exactly Um, and you can also cancel it at any point i guess if you wanted to yeah which means if you know there's someone in the way or something you can just quickly stop it and then i guess i still quite like the mcgeady spin to be honest i don't know whether that's something you you still do. Yeah, the thing with the McGeady spin is is that it's really unpredictable to whether or not you're going to pull off the Berber spin or the McGeady spin. Yeah, and it has something point. to do with the ball being really close to your feet. Because mm. if you're sprinting and you try to do the McGeady spin, nine times out of ten, it will pull off the Berber spin because of the way the ball is, um, like the distance between the ball and the, the player's feet is. Mm. Uh, but I, I really wish they would like give the McGeady spin or the Berber spin a specific modifier so you actually do know yeah. which skill move will come out. Yeah, that's true. But true, the McGeady spin is still good if you actually able to to pull it off. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Are there any brammers that you've been using? Yeah, I was going to... Well, I, I promised my wife I wouldn't mention the Berber spin again because I mentioned it on every podcast. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but now you've brought it up, I would point out that uh, A, I love it, and B... Because I overuse it, one thing I find very useful is cancelling it. Mm. Because uh, like people will start to <clears throat> start to expect my one-dimensional attacking football um, as I approach goal. So I'll go into a Berber spin, but then I'll um, I'll R two it as I'm as I'm doing the turn. And often they have started to react to my repetitive use of it, and so I have like the freedom of their penalty areas to just run into because I'm still facing the same direction, which is quite nice. That is nice. Yeah. And other than that, I mean, like. Um, Coming to a dead stop on the edge of the penalty area and going into a standing La Croqueta, so you just kind of slalom past them, continues to be both visually rewarding and pretty mm. effective. Uh, so those kinds of things, I would say. And um, obviously, like your standard stuff, your sort of the ball roll scoop, you know, what is one of those things that once you learn how to do it, you just can't stop. Um, not not that you'd know anything about that, Ben. No, um, no and definitely wouldn't do it. <laughs> never used it. No, never um, heard of them. Yeah, so I would say I'd say probably those uh, my main ones. I do like the um, the skilled bridge, though. I know we mentioned it already, but it, it is very it's very good on corners. I find if you're going to go down the touchline and try and do some sort of sneaky cutback nonsense, because uh, yeah, true. I've used it there too. Yeah, yeah mm. people don't necessarily expect it, um, and uh, obviously if you're doing it with say flashback Neymar um then they'll hate you even more oh wait that reminds me the Rabona no not the Rabona the Sombrero using that when coming in from the corner with Neymar at the moment is just (laughs) it's so annoying like you feel like such an ass um Mm, so if that's the kind of gameplay that you aspire to then yeah 
There you go. Isn't the sombrero the one the, the one where they uh, flick it back over their head? Yeah, yeah. The the, yeah. the old school sombrero because they're yeah. like four variants, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I whichever one I'm refer- the one I'm referring to. And I'm, this maybe I'm getting the 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 terminology wrong. But you hold down the left bumper and just kind of push forward on the right stick, and he just sort of flicks oh, it up. Oh, that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, what yeah, are we calling I know which that? one you're talking yeah. It's the, I think, the Okocha sombrero. Yeah, that's yeah the okay. Oh, well, I like Okocha, so I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's also one which actually does work okay, although it used to be better, I think, in past FIFAs, where when the ball's coming into your feet um, and you've got your back to goal, you flick the direction the ball came from twice, if that makes sense, and then yeah. back over your head once. Yeah. And that's the That one actually flick, still which, works really well this year. Yeah, I think with bigger players, right? It worked, but yeah. yeah, I would almost argue that it's probably the only skill which is like effective, which actually goes in the air because they've really ruined like the rainbow flicks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually because a lot of them aren't that great. Yeah, I think the drag back this year because it is quite underrated. I hardly see anyone doing it, but it it does work quite well actually. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and especially if you combine it with uh, a drag back fake, it's it's even better, and it even will look better. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, I think that is one of the things that I'll say about this is I personally really enjoy skill moves, find it fun. I've talked about it before, and for me, the drag back fake is one of the most fun skill moves to do because it will just absolutely send a defender for a Kit Kat if you manage to do it yeah. successfully. There's a quote, I think it's in the Maradona documentary where he says that football's a game of deception and skills like this, particularly the drag back fake, really show that and are so satisfying and a huge part of the fun of the game for me. would recommend people trying that if they want to get more advanced. Hard to explain on the podcast. Same with the Elastico, actually. If people want to find out how to do those, do check Kazooie's channel if you'd like to. Uh, let's move on to something also relating to deception, actually. Something that I don't see many people doing, very simple, but I found really effective recently, is actually simply uh, cancelling passes. And uh, I'm not a huge fan of cancelling skill moves. I think it looks quite silly but when it comes to cancelling shots I don't have a huge problem because it is sort of like a dummy and what I realised is a lot of people don't consider that you can also cancel passes and this is quite useful if you have an opponent who's sitting in uh, trying to cut the passing lanes what you can do is point in the direction of maybe a slightly open player play the pass and it will mean that your opponent shifts a player across to cover that lane and then you cancel it with LT and RT, shift back across and use the space that vacated it. It can work really well and it's something people maybe don't consider. But anything else to add on skill moves at all? I think we've covered most of the skills that I Mm. use most of the time. Um, And like I mentioned, like the ones that I would avoid this year are the rainbow flicks. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I remember, I think somewhere mid last year, Mid FIFA 21, they mm-hmm. did a patch where the ball uh, trajectory like really, really changed to yeah. a point where it's just unusable for me anyway. So, um, if there is any stuff that I would say like avoid at all costs, it's probably probably those skills, the rainbow flicks. Yeah. Uh, one final thing I was going to say, I feel like I've taken up a lot of time this week, I guess. It's something that I like a lot, but it's really important if you're trying to learn skill moves that you do learn how to do them at a lot of different angles and not just running say left to right across the screen or right to left because you need that unpredictability of being able to do it on an angle in certain spots that is going to allow you to beat a player and you also need to be able to threaten 
other things like going to the byline or cutting inside, maybe going backwards even and then suddenly moving forward and pulling off the skill. Those sorts of things are actually what makes it possible to beat your opponent with them effectively and consistently. True, true. I would definitely uh, say that. But Bramas, I think you had a, a question at the end here. Who's the like? Okay, this is this is a my diamond shoes are too tight sort of problem. But like, I'm, I've been uh, enjoying having like really really good players in my team, and I'm thinking of selling them off and getting just like one really amazing marquee signing. Like, if you could have any skill player in the game uh, or any player in the game um, to skill with, who would it be? I think right now, considering the price and the cost of the player, which I know I cannot afford. Uh, it probably would be the winter world card Ibrahimovic. Mm, really interesting. Every time I use him in draft, he just he is insane for me. So yeah, that is interesting because after I didn't love him, but I think that was partly because of the amount of coins you spend on him. He's still very expensive, and you look at his price compared to the likes of Cantona. Um, but there really is only one player for me, of course. Um, Prime Ronaldinho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like I, I used him last year. I used the moments. Towards mm. the end of the last, uh, towards end of last year, and I wasn't really impressed. But I think that was more down to everyone yeah. being ninety nine rated. Yeah, exactly. I had the same experience. I got him around team of the season, and he just wasn't as dominant as he would have been had I got yeah. him earlier. And that was a shame for me. But hopefully, this cycle, I've already ground my way on the road to glory to. <laughs> seven million coins and i'm hoping i'll be able to get them quite early this time can i ask one more small thing actually uh, a slightly more accessible question um like we we on the podcast really seem to have enjoyed uh Tecatito corona and azel tarab as like cheap skill oriented players mm. are there any like other really good cheap skill oriented players that that you enjoy i i was probably then gonna mention tarab which i have been using or at least i had been using for a little while to link up with uh, hakim siak yeah, so good. and um, yeah, I think I mentioned it on Twitter as well. Like his stats are insane. Mm. Or only a, a player who goes for I think like fourteen k or something on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Like if if you give him a shadow, he's like bullet gang. And then even with like I don't know what his dribbling is. I think ninety four mm. five star skills as well. He's stupidly good. Yeah, he's yeah. he's insane. Crazy for sure. But hard yeah, to link up. I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned him so I didn't have to because uh, I think people <laughs> fell up and me banging on about him. And the thing is, I would say he was great value even if he was 80k rather than 14. He's just fantastic. But I think we should leave it there because thank you very much for coming on, sharing your skilling insights. It's always appreciated. I know I certainly enjoy it and uh, people can enjoy your gameplay, of course, over on YouTube, etc. cetera. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for uh, for having me on. And uh, yeah, like you said, um, if you want to catch my stuff, then it's on youtube.com slash kazooie94. And I will also be um, trying to actively stream on Twitch, mm -hmm. which is also um, forward slash kazooie94. So um, yeah, make sure to catch me on there. And for any questions related to skills, I'm always nice. free to answer them on, uh, on Twitter. So um, yeah, Great. you can find me on there as well. Great. Well, thank you very much as well to Brammers. Great to have your insight on this one. Thank you very much for having me as ever. Pleasure. And thank you very much to all those listeners tuning in. If you'd like to get the next podcast directly into your podcast feed, then do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. It will be on Tuesday. It will be the content podcast. And if you would like an extra podcast every week, then you can, of course, support. Just search support for weekly and you'll find the link to the patron there. Thank you very much to all those supporters keeping the podcast going and to those icon patrons. Dave B, Coach Vass, Dougie, Chris W, DJ FIFA Player, Hugh J, Steve C, David S, 
Matt L, George, Alistair, Alan G, Anthony R, Dominic, Rob P, Pobius, L, Jeff B, Christopher R, Stephen F, Michael, Tom B, Damon H, Nick Jack M, Savage P, Eric T, Roger D, Dan W, Sila P, Matt H, Harry P, Neil P, Adam G, At Pace of a Tortoise, Brian S, Andrew C, Jake G, Michael P, Springford, Zach O, Dominic G, Ruben D, Kraus, Adam R, Andy H, Mikhail L, Orion B, Mindor L, and Tim J. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Now that you've taken on that big job, you shouldn't have to settle for the big box. You've earned a trip to Northern Tool, and we're ready for the details. We know all about the little things that make the biggest difference. Maybe that's why they call us a problem solver's paradise. From pressure washers to power tools, pallet jacks to push carts, Northern Tool and Equipment carries the brands you depend on, like Northstar, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Strongway. We're made for this. Come see us in-store or shop online at northerntool.com. Before I leave you, though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, we'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.